0: What is going on, guys? Dando here for another special four-finger discount public service announcement. Okay, so as you're well aware, there's this thing going around called COVID-19. So we're now self-isolating, which means Guy and I can no longer do the show together because, you know, we want to play it safe and do our part. So it was a little bit of a last-minute thing this week. We, I raced out. and had to get Guy and Mike literally like an hour before we did the show. It was so last-minute. Raced out and got him a really fancy, you know, flashy new microphone. I took it to his place, set it up in his dining room, we did the show, didn't think twice about it, and then we got the results and it turns out that recording in Guy's dining room isn't the best room for quality. It's not uh, Mitch on the toilet level, it's not that bad, but it's just, you know, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to the quality of the show and it's not quite up to, to scratch. Not quite up to the standard in which I preferred to put the show out at, but have no fear, the last couple of days we've been practicing from his end. Getting the right spot in the house and he's he's found the perfect place to do the show. We won't reveal where until next week, but it's it's an absolute laugh. You're gonna, you're gonna get a real kick out of it. But we'll save that for next week. Um, for guests who's coming to criticize dinner. But this week we're here to review Brother's Little Helper. Hope you do enjoy it, guys. Thank you so much for understanding. Like I said, this is just a one-time only thing. He's his he, quality's not that bad. It's just not not the level in which you'd expect so far from our for Four Finger Discount, but thank you once again for your support. Absolutely love each and every one of you guys, and I hope you enjoy our review of Brother's Little Helper. Catch you all next week.
1: I don't want to put my little boy full of drugs. Yeah, yeah,
2: we get a lot of that.
1: But then they see our results.
2: These are normal guinea pigs, running around like idiots. Now I'll give them some focus
1: <gasps> That's amazing, and darling, check this out.
2: <laughs> they become your slaves.
1: Yes, but it's not about slavery. It's about helping kids concentrate. This pill reduces class clownism 44 percent, with 60 percent less sass mouth. The only thing more effective is regular exercise.
3: <laughs> Four finger discount, dude.
0: Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we're here to review episode AABF22. It is Brothers Little Helper. I am Dando. And I'm Guy. Now, before we started recording here, so you said we have to put a disclaimer out, didn't you, Mr. Davis?
4: I think we should.
0: <laughs> Just in case. Uh, so so basically, as the world is well aware, all of our listeners, there's this little thing going around called coronavirus. And it means that we're now self, self-isolating, which means we're not leaving our house. So this is the first time... It's only the second time we've done a podcast together before we get a discount, but we're now doing it remotely. We're not going to be able to see each other. It's, fun- it's kind of sad because today, um, you know, I bought the new mic for you, the Rode mic, which is pretty fancy, by the way. I was. It is extremely myself. fancy. I'm going, to, I'm going to take a
4: picture of this and uh, <laughs> and put it up on the Facebook group.
0: And um, it was funny because you came to the door, and I gave it to you, and your eyes sort of lit up. You went, oh, my. It's like a big box. But it was sad because you, you said to me, um, this is the last time we're going to see
4: each other for a while.
0: It just sort of hit me then. I was like, hey, you're right
4: you know but and then you, and then you skyped me like uh you know 20 minutes later
0: and I saw your face again so it was all right <laughs> but we um we're not going to be doing video calls just yet for um, for the podcast but it's something we're going to look into recording ourselves the video recording the video and that way we can put it out for you listeners to watch us if you want to watch us do this podcast as well but anyway how how are you going with the whole isolating thing
4: I'm actually not doing too badly I mean um I did a uh, when I picked up this mic I thought I'll do a quick supermarket run as well just to see if there's a you Know anything left on the shelves, and uh, man, it was weird. They actually, you know, I went to the uh, the Woolies, um, down on the strand on Paco, and they had uh, they've got tape on the floor. It was like, you know, keep this amount of distance when you're uh, when you're lining up for the checkout and all this kind of business, and you know, notes all over the place. And people are kind of looking at each other, not strangely, but you know, sort of it's this weird feeling of like, oh, I better keep a distance, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I was pretty stoked because um, I, well. I don't know if the listeners know about uh, Count Basie the cat, the uh, the cat who shares my house, but um, well, it's her house,
0: yeah. You just rent it from her.
4: uh, Count Basie is a sir, sir. Oh, sir, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Count Basie is a gentleman, um, but he's an indoor cat, so he needs cat litter, and one that's one something something that's been you know hard to come by lately. It's you know along with toilet paper and uh, pasta. But uh, went into the Woolies and got the last six kilogram bag of uh, of smitten cat litter. So I, I swear to God, I felt like Indiana Jones raiding a tomb or something it was like, oh, what a treasure.
0: <laughs> I was like that yesterday with cheese. Oh. <laughs> this is what life's come to. We're excited about cheese. Or, I mean, it's not bad to be excited about cheese. I guess it's not bad to be excited about kitty litter, no. but it's kind of... I guess it is kind of sad, actually, when you think about it. It is a
4: little, but, you know, we'll, we'll, remem- we'll remember these times when the smoke clears, and I think we'll appreciate what we've got all the more, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, uh, we'll, we'll be killing each other for a chocolate bar.
0: But what this does mean, though, this whole new mic setup, where you're at your house and I'm at mine, means that we can do podcasts whenever we damn well please. So that's it's- going to be very good for you listeners out there.
4: It is. We'll be just churning out content. I mean, uh, as we said in the uh, the previous episode, if... um. We're watching Netflix one night, or if I'm watching Netflix one night and say, like, oh, this is pretty good, and uh, I'll get Dan online and say, come on, let's record something quickly, and uh, we just might do that, and then we might actually put it online for you to listen to. <laughs>
0: we, we might do that, yeah. <laughs> we just we just set up for the patrons this week, The um, it's like the Netflix watch party, so we'll be watching along live with our patrons just but you can't sort of talk to them you can just type. but still that's just a little element a little thing we do for our patrons because we love them so much speaking to patrons by the way this episode is brought to you by our very handsome always lovely 20 dollar patron mr jordan Mulman ritchie so thank you for your ongoing support so particularly during this tough time your support is much appreciated
4: jordan more power to you sir we love you
0: Now, Brother's Little Helper, Mr. Davis, do you mind me calling you Mr. Davis? It's just something I I think I was thinking about it today. I'm like, why do I call him Mr. Davis? And I think it's because when we used to work together, you would teach me something new every day. And I always referred to my teachers as Mr. Whoever. So I think it just naturally just came out as, oh, Mr. Davis, what are you going to teach me today?
4: (laughs) I like being sort of referred to as uh, an educator in that regard. Uh, Mr. Davis was my father. Um, (laughs) Mr. Mr. Carter? (laughs) I'm happy to keep going with Mr. Davis. I don't don't know if if you guys heard a little sort of rattling thing. That might have actually been Count Basie the Cat saying, let me into your impromptu recording studio. Not going to happen, pal. You stay outside.
0: Is impromptu recording studio
4: your kitchen? It is my dining room, (laughs) in which I've not actually dined for some time. I usually just sort of, you know, either eat a can of soup over the sink or, uh, you know, a pizza in front of the TV. (laughs) Over the sink. (laughs) Do you
0: know what? I've said this on the podcast before, but I eat soup straight from the can.
4: Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, sometimes you're just not bothered. Sometimes you just can't be bothered heating it up. I never I, I prefer it
0: cold. Like I go
4: to work, I take a tin of soup, I just eat it at my
0: desk straight out of the tin and they look like me, at me like I'm some kind of monster.
4: But I guess I, I used up. to sit next to you, Dando. I I remember you eating stuff out of the tin. <laughs> yes. Like a hobo. That <laughs> was
0: great. Oh man. That's why I used to grow my beard out, so I'll at least fit the you know, fit the mold of a of a hobo. <laughs> but um anyway, uh Brothers Little Helper, what did you think of the uh of the episode?
4: I like this one a lot. Yeah, I mean um Again, like uh, like uh, Beyond Blunderdome last week. I mean, it's um, it wasn't sort of it wasn't burdened with a beast or anything like that. It was just you know, one yarn straight through, operated really quickly. A lot of good visual gags in it, in which I'm you know, which I'm extremely partial to, and I'll probably name check a few of them in this uh, in this podcast. But I mean, uh, no, I was I was I was pretty in, uh, pretty impressed. Had a had a, yeah. like, had a few good laughs out of it. Well, not not a few, a f- a, quite a few is what I mean to say.
0: I actually, um, it actually took me a couple of viewings to really appreciate. The first time I sort of thought, yeah, it was all right. But the second time, I don't know what it was. Just the second time I went back and watched it, I just, I, I guess there's some stuff I missed. But I, I guess I sort of understood what they were going for because in the, in the first viewing, I was a bit put off by Bart's behavior. To me, it just felt a bit, even like too much for his character. And then I re- sort of realized, well, I get what their point is. that They're trying to emphasize, you know, kids, because there are kids who are actually maybe not that extreme, but there are kids who just demand that attention and just just you know cause destruction at school so that's what, and then Bart was the, the character they had to to utilize to, to sort of get this point across so once I got that out of my head I was able to appreciate the episode more so if you were uh, somebody who who didn't like it I suggest go back and watch it again through a different set of eyes and you'll and sort of realize this is the point they're going for just understand that and you'll like the episode a lot more. That's that's sort of what I took from it anyway.
4: Absolutely agree, yeah. I mean, it did, it did feel like they did a bit of reverse engineering to sort of make, well, how are we going to tell this story about, you know, ADHD and, uh, um, you know, pushing uh, pills on kids and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Bart's normally sort of a... He's a wise guy. He's not necessarily, you know, a little hellion. I mean, he's described as such. But, I mean, yeah, this behaviour seemed a little out of character. But, no, it works for the, uh, the story he wanted to tell. And, you know, I mean... Uh, look, we'll take something out of character every once in a while in, for, the, for the greater good, for, for the, yeah, yeah. In the service of a larger story.
0: Exactly right. I, I do think, though, that, and it's not very often this happens with The Simpsons, but I still, I think this episode feels more relevant in the early 2000s, late 90s, where now the whole ADHD isn't so much of a thing. I feel like when I was growing up, when I was sort of finishing primary school, starting high school, ADD was just the go-to. It was almost just like if there was a kid running around having a good time, it's, oh, he's got ADD. Where <laughs> now I feel like parents aren't, or people in general, just aren't so quick to just, you know, diagnose ADD to a child who might just be running around having a good time.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, I know when I was at school, I mean, we I, we didn't even have the term ADD or ADHD or anything like that. We certainly had the term hyperactive. And I mean, there was, yeah, there was always some kid who, you know, just couldn't sit still or, you know, just seemed to have excess energy. And, you know... It was usually to the <laughs> usually to the detriment of the rest of the class, or you know, to the educational process because you know the teacher's got to focus all their attention on that one kid. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, and I mean, I can't recall anyone that I sort of grew up or you know attended school with being uh, medicated in that way. No, I,
0: I can. I have to try and think about it. I can sort of remember my couple of my friends. I won't name names, but a couple of my good friends taking. Tablets, but I'm not sure whether it was for ADD. They were pretty, they were pretty wild as kids. They were just taking sh- fingers. Yeah, <laughs> I did grow up in Newland, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, but ADD it sort of became like a buzzword, and I feel like now people are very quick to say, "Oh, they're on the spectrum." Don't you reckon?
4: Yeah, that. Well, that's um. Yeah, I'm 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 cu- curious about that. Whether the, you know the the way of diagnosing uh, that kind of thing has become. A lot sharper and a lot more alert and it's like oh well okay yeah we can explain this behavior by putting this label on it or if it has just become like a really cheap sort of shorthand i mean i don't think the answer might lie somewhere in the middle
0: definitely now one thing i did really really like about this episode and you're speaking about visual humor before this isn't humor but it's the way they design bart's facial features changing throughout the episode Oh, yeah. So he slowly transformed. So he's, he's sort of got the bags under his eyes mm. and his, his teeth started to come out. He almost transformed into Barney. A little bit. And with, um, with, the, with, the, with the teeth sticking out and the, sort of like the, the big bags under his eyes. If he sort of took Bart's face at the end of this episode and put it on Barney. They're
4: very similar. Yeah. They've done sort of Jekyll and Hyde faces before on their various characters. And yeah, this did look a bit Mr. Hyde-ish near the yeah. end when he was starting to really, uh, when he really started to freak out.
0: Um, but yeah, overall though, I I really really enjoyed this more than I thought I would. For some reason, this was one that I I've, I've never been a huge fan of the ending. I thought the ending was a bit sort of like yeah, just sort of shoehorned in to get a special guest appearance from Mark McGuire. A but,
4: little bit, yeah. And I mean, uh, look, I'm not a I'm not a major league baseball guy. Or I'm not a minor yeah. league baseball guy. I'm not a baseball guy in general. <laughs> Having said that, I'm I, not did think, I did know a bit about Mark McGuire. We can talk about that a bit later. But uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that whole ending did feel a bit sort of rushed and a bit kind of eh, you're t- you're trying to tie things up a bit too neatly here and not quite pulling it off but yeah look you've built up enough goodwill for the rest of the episode that you know i'll forgive you the last what two minutes
0: and that can happen sometimes if an episode has a, an ending that you don't really enjoy it can just make you feel like you don't like the episode and it can happen the other way around as well sometimes episodes have a fucking amazing ending i.e mother simpson when homer's mother returns and it's just oh, him yeah. watching him watching the stars everyone remembers that moment the episode itself is fine but everyone remembers it as this great episode purely because of that final sequence oh yeah so Look at yeah it's just funny
4: a happy ending or more to put a better a more a really satisfying ending yeah you can yeah. you can forgive a lot of faults if that's the case
0: hey my favorite what was your favorite moment from the episode
4: I don't know if I had a, well I'm sure I had a favorite moment but I mean we talked about visual gags and I mean they came out of the gate pretty hot when they started you know with the uh, the fire safety exhibition or whatever and just you saw the the banner saying learn baby learn which I think was just hilarious I, mean, <laughs> I did I, I
0: didn't see that one. that's great
4: of course it's a riff on burn baby burn from disco inferno yeah, yeah. That, that classic disco hit but uh, just little bits like you know you know um was it Hosey the Bear, the ripoff of Smokey the Bear? Yeah. And uh, one little thing well, that I noticed was that, uh, you know, Ned Flanders was uh, part of the, the drama troupe that was teaching the kids fire safety. Um, I, I liked that. I liked his bit a lot. I mean, where he talked about how, you know, playing it safe, that's for Clyde's baby. I've got no idea what that means, but it just sounds like something <laughs> that, um, that, you know, some cool cat in, you know, the late 60s or early 70s would say. I also liked that he was kind of. Going full method with his performance because you would see that he hadn't shaved. There was yeah, just a little yeah. bit of of stubble in him, which you never see on Ned Flanders. He's always so clean cut. It's like, oh no, he's taking this really seriously. And he's like, I'm not going to shave for a day. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was marvelous. I thought that was just hilarious. Um, it was just, it was
0: great acting from Harry as well with that. I don't know, raising the alarm bells, but this these fire pants aren't working. They're getting a bit hot.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and just all the kids cheering as he's rolling <laughs> around on the ground. <laughs> It's just bring the fire more. I thought, that, yeah, that was that was good, funny stuff. I like that a lot.
0: I really liked um, Homer's. So when he says that um, Bart suggests they should be cut-offs, I was like, oh, ooh, I was thinking of buying some cut-offs. And it cuts to Homer with his jeans or with his pants cut as cut-offs, and then he's written a note for himself: buy sunscreen. I
4: like <laughs> <laughs> they're not even sort of like cut-offs like you know Kevin Smith jorts or anything like that. I mean, they, they, he's basically wearing Daisy Dukes. He's just cut his yeah short shorts. <laughs>
0: I also really enjoyed his line of his uh, quit blinking." He says that's when they get you.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and finally, uh, the dirty line from Marge, where she's whispering in Homer's ear. Oh, I bet the butterscotch. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I, don't, I don't think you heard me correctly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I right, got a couple. I, I always, I always like it when you know you sort of get a glimpse, a glimpse into the. Um, Shall we say the the adult side of of and Homer's relationship i mean you you do see it fairly frequently, but uh I do like that you know for all the kind of well for every you know Homer screws up a lot, and you know there's all that, but I mean you can tell that these two are sort of you know they're keeping it real they're they're keeping <laughs> it uh, they're keeping it uh, lively, shall we say and it just makes them come across
0: as like real people, doesn't it oh absolutely, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> I love that they went to see showgirls. <laughs> Oh, oh, right. that, facts- that, that, that depiction of showgirls in the in in the movie is yeah pretty much what showgirls is actually like I, I was
0: never allowed to watch it i've never bothered going back because i've been told it's a terrible movie but
4: it's it's sort of it's gained a new i don't know respect over the okay. over the last uh i don't know 10 or so years actually i mean people are looking it yeah. and going wow it's a actually it's a really you know it's a lurid and over-the-top satire of like you know american entertainment um yeah you know, there's some there's some dreadful acting in it and some dreadful dialogue but uh yeah it, look it's it's very much its own thing i'm almost inclined to go back and give it a revisit and and not for the reasons you're thinking <laughs> I'm watching it right now
0: <laughs> uh so is it one that you want to watch with your spouse though or, Show do you have to wa- um, or, or do you have to warn them before you put that movie on
4: yeah, I think you'd have to say this is one we might be able to enjoy together, <laughs> but, yeah but also you know have the have the remote on standby have the you know, the sort of the, the option of like, okay, turning it off. Okay, <laughs> switch it to something else.
0: <laughs> Who suggested this?
2: Facts are meaningless. You can use facts to prove anything that's even remotely true. Facts, Max. I've got a
0: couple of facts from the episode before we get into your fax machine. Oh, okay. So... Uh Brothers Little Helper, obviously, the title, a play on the song Mother's Little Helper. Now, can you tell me who that's by, Mr. Davis?
4: That is by the Stones. That is by the Rolling Stones, recorded in 1966, I believe. Well done.
0: You nailed that, and it's from the album Aftermath. It um, is. Yeah.
4: Please, please, please tell us more about uh, Mother's Little Helper.
0: Oh, I've got nothing up about the song. I was just going to say that the episode was originally called "But a Go Go."
4: <laughs> yeah, I did. See, I did read that actually. But uh, yeah, well, the term "mother's little helper" is actually sort of refers to, um, you know, drugs like Valium and sort of uh, tranquilizers yeah, yeah. and sedatives along those lines. I mean, uh, you know, when things were getting a bit uh, a bit tense in the household back in the fifties and sixties, you know, mum could pop one of mother's little helpers and things would just get smoothed right out.
0: Did you ever get? A dose of mother's little helper
4: I never did unfortunately I mean not uh, well you know life in the Davis household growing up was just angelic so mum mum had no need for a pharmaceutical help
0: were you were you were a wild
4: child <laughs> um, no I think I was actually pretty well behaved as a as a little kid okay yeah as a teenager I, I, I wasn't I wasn't rambunctious or anything like that but I mean um I don't know I had a little bit of class clown in me in my teens and um yeah, occasional parent-teacher interview would be like, man, guy needs to chill just a little bit. But I didn't get medicated, so that's all
0: right. Now, a bit of a tease for the Patreon mailbag coming up at the end of the episode. Guy told me something that he did in, on the Strip in Las Vegas. Was it on the Strip in Las Vegas or was it LA? It was LA. Okay, don't say what it is. But, <laughs> but speaking, of, speaking of you being a quiet child... This was not being quiet. This is this is going to be one hell of a story, and I cannot wait for it. So stay tuned for the patient mailbag, because one of his answers is going to be a ripper.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Stick around, kids.
0: Now, this was the first time that uh, George Meyer wrote a script since the episode Bart in a Child." And I thought it's funny that it's it's kind of similar episodes in the sense that Bart in a Child" that's the one where the self help guy comes to Springfield, and it's the do what Bart does, you know, do yeah. it, do what you feel, please. So it's it's funny how George. You got these two episodes, they're kind of similar, about Bart just being a bit crazy.
4: Yeah, and also about sort of, not, not necessarily quick fix solutions, but, uh, you know, ways to improve yourself, whether it's, uh, you know, via drugs or via self-help. So yeah, I mean, yeah, George clearly has a bit of a theme going here.
0: Yeah, yeah, but apparently he was really bummed with the draft, so much so that he turned it in with a pseudonym, Vance Jericho. He just didn't want to put his name to it, but they said that they got the draft and they thought, no, they didn't change much at all, they thought it was great.
4: I think I'm going to change my Twitter handle to Vance Jericho. I think that's a rad name. It's a good name, isn't it? Vance Jericho. Like it's, Van- it's fun to say.
0: Yeah, Vance. Like I don't know. It, it's just, it's a is it a strong name? Do you think Vance? Vance. I just think like a, I just think like a, a man riding in on a stallion. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing you on a stallion now.
0: Oh, uh, you don't want to.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although uh, Bart's pupils shrink throughout the episode, psycho actually. Make your pupils grow bigger—the ones used to treat ADHD. So, Darlene. but they thought that the visual of these pupils shrinking looked better.
4: That's a good move. A lot of attention to detail in this episode, and clearly they did their. Uh, they, I think they did their homework on, um, you know, the uh, the effects of various uh, various drugs on various people. I mean, it, it's an interesting topic, and um, yes, we, we will get to that in well oh, <laughs> in just a little while.
0: Alrighty, that is the fax machine. Now, I've been told by some of the patrons that I need to turn the, the volume down on the fax machine. Apparently, it was too close to the microphone last week, so I've made it a little bit quieter. Now, Guy, this is your segment. It's Guy's fax machine. What are the facts the going to be on this week?
4: Facts are on ADHD. It is basically lifted directly from Wikipedia. <laughs> oh okay <laughs> Actually, no. can you can you edit that bit out i just I, I know all this off the top of my head
0: so if you want to treat this like an audio book just go to the, the wikipedia page of adhd and guy read through it for you
4: exactly right point one um adhd stands for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and it's characterized by things such as difficulty paying attention excessive activity or acting uh, without regard to consequences. So, um, yeah, if you know someone who sort of displays things like this, they may have ADHD, and you'd better shove some pills down their throat just to calm them down. Yeah,
0: some focusing.
4: In, get, get them some focusing. Or some of that. I've forgotten the names of the other pills that they were suggesting because they rattled off some really, you know, yeah. scientific titles. I'm like, should I write these down for the... Uh, for you know, to try to sum Dan over this for a trivia question, I thought, no, no, it's just too much effort. <laughs>
0: You're sounding warm like Mitch Brother Week. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Point two about ADHD. As of 2015, um, it was estimated to affect over 50 million people worldwide. 50 million? Wow. That may be someone you know.
0: Are they? Is that people who are actually diagnosed with it or people they just thought were a bit crazy so they just said they've got ADD?
4: Well, that's the thing. It sort of goes back to what we were talking before about uh, you know diagnosing things cause, just because it's easy as opposed to actually doing the,
3: uh, yeah, the yeah. medical
4: legwork. But um, yep. look, I don't think Wikipedia would lead us astray. I'm pretty sure that's... Uh, you know, I actual... don't think
0: Wikipedia would lead us astray. Quote Guy Davis, 2020.
4: <laughs> 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 it's where I get all my knowledge from. So yeah, There's, in case you're wondering how I ended up in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, point three about ADHD. It is twice as common in boys as it is in girls. I could
0: believe that. Yeah, that it's makes funny. A bit of we, sense. We went out for dinner, it would have been two or three weeks ago, maybe even more now. Um, just at a local barbecue place, but we'll eat to barbecue around the corner here. And they've got a kids' area, a big kids' area. Yeah. And all the boys were just running around, throwing the toys and shit up against the wall and freaking running through the cubby house. And all the girls were sitting at a table, just colouring in.
4: I think Beyonce had a point. Who run the world, girls? Um, yes. <laughs> now, point four about ADHD. It's not always bad. It's not necessarily a bad thing because people with ADHD, when presented with interesting or rewarding tasks, can display something called hyper-focus. which means you yeah, know clearly they'll you know they'll pay attention when something's cool, which you know pretty much that that counts for all of us, doesn't? I mean, so it's, it's like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> That leads into something I... Like, uh, to point five. 75% of cases of ADHD usually involve genetics, which means it's passed down in your DNA. Oh, wow, um, okay. Yeah, so, you know, Bart has it in this episode, but, I mean, we've seen Homer display certain things like this in the past. I mean, he met he met a man who was his absolute double, his exact double, dying incognito. Only <laughs> I mean, to have his attention <laughs> diverted by, that dog's got a puffy tail. Come here, puffy. You know, so, you know, clearly he's... Um, yeah, short attention span on the part of Homer.
0: Well, they've emphasized it in this episode when Skinner's trying to run through all of Bart's symptoms, Homer's doing the exact same thing, displaying no attention.
4: Well, there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, just to, I just wanted to say that dog has a puffy tail. So, um, yeah, 75% um, of cases of ADHD usually involve genetics passed down through the family bloodline or whatever, but other factors can play a part, including the infamous red cordial or red food dye. Yeah, that was the thing when I was a
0: kid. Yeah, don't let kids drink red cordial. Yeah, but it was always it was just red cordial. Why is it red cordial? I
4: have no idea why that's the case. I mean, that's you know pretty weak evidence, but um, (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) But you know, it's just one of those urban legends, isn't it? Like you know, don't don't give uh, you know little Johnny their red cordial. He'll just you know rip up your carpet and just start climbing the walls. Yeah, but uh, no, I've never I've never actually seen anyone get all fired up because of red cordial. No, I don't think I have
0: either. I've seen. Oh man, we gave Elliot his first chocolate bar, like his first photo Frog, the other day. Oh, where did he go? Oh, it was like you could see it was life changing for him. Have you Have you seen the episode? Obviously, when Millhouse drinks the super squishy, right, made entirely out of syrup. Yes, that that was Elliot. Like his <laughs> eyes, just it's like his pupils grew, and he was just go 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 for like three straight hours.
4: Oh, you've taken your first step into a larger world, Elliot. <laughs>
0: But anyway, so that is Guy's Fax Machine for this week. I learned a thing or two there. Thank you for putting that together, Mr. Davis.
4: Oh, you're very welcome, Mr. Dando.
2: Next question. You there, eating the paste.
0: Okay, trivia time. Would you like to commence this week, Mr. Davis?
4: Absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, let me just uh, flick through my pages and pages of notes here. hmm You're
0: going to be auctioning that booklet off one day, you realise this.
4: <laughs> I don't think I'd get a whole lot for it, but uh, look, I'll take whatever I can get through Okay, um... Focusing, uh, first question Focusing was found to uh, reduce uh, class clanism by 44%. What did uh, you see 60% less of uh, uh, also, as well?
0: Uh, Sassmouth.
4: That is correct. 60% less Sassmouth.
0: Yeah, that is my first question. <laughs> <laughs> so, my second question What was the name of the inbred dog? Oh, from, from the firefighter day
4: oh i know it was a cross-eyed dalmatian but i can't for the life of me remember its name here's a
0: clue that will definitely give it away richie
4: oh. <laughs> no i'm, I'm... rich <laughs> oh it was rich yeah <laughs> oh oh i feel bad that i didn't know richie rich all right uh my next question name hmm. okay name three Mm. Of the uh the favorite stars who have used drugs. Oh. Uh, Andy Dick? Mm-hmm. Keith Richards? No, but one is a rock musician.
0: Oh, uh, I've just gone blank. I can remember Andy Dick. Um
4: Well let me, me can... let me let me give you an audio cue that might help you with at least one of them. Okay.
0: Oh Tim Allen, of course. Yes. <laughs> that was a great clue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll g- give you the other ones. I can't remember. There was four all up, wasn't there?
4: There were four all up. One was Brett Butler, the uh, stand-up comedian who was the star of a um, uh, yeah a series called Grace Under. I think it was Grace Under Fire or Grace. Oh, Under Grace
0: Pressure. Under Fire. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah,
4: and uh, Tommy Lee, the drummer for Motley Crue. Mm,
0: that's the one, Tommy Lee. Yeah. One of the most iconic porn films of all time? He has, I reckon.
4: Indeed, <laughs> yeah, he really sort of yeah you know, was ahead of the curve on the whole uh, amateur porn thing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching that back in the day. A friend of mine got a copy of it and I'm like, I know this is supposed to be kind of, you know, illicit and sexy, but no, nah, not really.
0: I, I remember my dad telling me I got a copy. I would have been, I don't know. I would have been like, I don't know, eight maybe. I was definitely less than 10. And it, all I knew was that I wasn't allowed to watch it. So I remember waking up like one Saturday morning, I thought, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in, just turn the TV down and put it in. <laughs> that's that's and what Tommy I had, Lee said. i had no idea what was going on (laughs) i was like i "I don't get why i'm not allowed to watch this what's happening right now
4: (laughs) (laughs) they're just just enjoying a very nice boat trip
0: exactly (laughs) uh my next question what was the name of the laboratory is it the farm team the farm team well done
4: um Bart is uh, tutoring a young Navajo boy, um, t- you know, giving him a bit of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of his questions, why did Humpty uh, Dumpty have a great fall? According to the, and uh, what was the Navajo boy's answer?
0: Oh, well, it's because he like took his eye off the ball, kind of thing.
4: He took his eyes off the prize, exactly. <laughs>
0: off the eyes of the prize, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Homer gave up tap for what?
4: <laughs> this was my next question oh. I gave up tap for jazz jazz yeah <laughs> clearly we're on the same page here.
0: yeah yeah and my final question is what does Mo hope wasn't lost due to the satellite satellite being destroyed oh uh, the
4: spice channel
0: the spice Show. you better pray to guy that
4: didn't have the spice channel <laughs> <laughs> now am I asking one more or
0: if, if you've got one more yeah of course
4: I do have one more okay, okay. um when Bart is, uh, you know, creating his path of distraction through the streets of Springfield, comic book guy says this is a job for three superheroes.
0: Ah, uh, he says three fucking random ones, and then the he other, does I don't joke. suggest Superman. Yeah, can you name just um, one of them? I green something. Green Lantern is one of them. He says Green Lantern. Okay, I thought it was. I thought it wasn't Green Lantern. Okay, yeah. Well, I know Green Lantern. Um, nah, I'm, I'm stumped for the other two.
4: Green Lantern, Thundra, or Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, yeah. Ghost Rider, yes. they're, they're really random <laughs> superheroes who would probably not. Yeah, I don't think they'd be much help in the situation. But it was an Otto who says, mm, "What about Superman?" <laughs> oh, no,
0: oh please, <laughs> that's so cliche. But see now, they wouldn't be obscure because I think a lot of people know who Green Lantern is now. They, I they think so. Yeah, I I played be- him
4: in a movie that was not very good. Exactly, um, yeah. And Ghost Rider, you know, Nicolas Cage played him. <laughs> yeah, in one movie that was not very good and one that was actually pretty good. Um, I think Ghost
0: Rider I, 2 was okay.
4: Ghost, Ghost Rider, Colin, Spirit of Vengeance is actually
0: pretty good. <laughs>
4: okay. uh, yeah, the first one's garbage. Um, okay. uh, Thunderer, um, I don't really know. I, 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 say, I say to myself.
0: Soo- I know. I'm, I apologize to all of our comic book lovers out there. I, it sounds just like a character from He Man to me.
4: That's what I was thinking.
0: Yeah. yeah. Very 80s metal.
4: <laughs> but anyway, that's our, uh, that's our trivia questions for this particular uh, episode.
0: Which now means it's time for Judge Schneider to tell us it's...
2: From this day forward, your names will be...
0: New names! Okay, so as we announced last week, we're going to be doing a, a leaderboard throughout this season. At the end of the season, whoever has the most points will win himself a prize. You're not going to find out what that prize is until we announce the winner. How do you like those apples? All right, so the current leaderboard... Uh, on one point we have Neil Parks. On two points we have Brendan Hedger, and on top of the leaderboard after week one on three points is Dave Abbott Smith.
4: Enjoy okay. it up there, Dave. Enjoy the lofty heights, man. Okay,
0: now Mr. Davis, what have we got this week for Brothers Little Helper? What are some of the uh, the not so good but okay names? <laughs>
4: that's selling them a bit short. I mean, uh... the the ones
0: that didn't make the top three,
4: I should say. Okay. Well, look, we've got, uh, I do have the top three here, certainly, but there are um, at least three. Look, solid effort by all concerned. These are the three that fell just short. And one is very, very close to making it into the top three. But um, Mm -hmm. let's see. One of them is Educating Ritalin by uh, Andrew Parker, which uh, I thought was pretty good. Mm -hmm. It's a play on Educating Rita, a uh, play and film that was very popular in the eighties. Um, Adderall. I appreciate.
0: I appreciate that you explain what they're referring to after each one. Please continue to do that because oh, okay. it's not all patronage or condescending.
4: <laughs> no, because that never
0: used to get done. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so continue. Well done. Well done, sir.
4: Andrew Kelly hit us with Adderall above board, which I I kind of liked. I mean, look, I'm I'm a sucker for a good pun, and that's a pretty good pun uh, or a good a good bit of wordplay. Um, Adderall, as we all know, is along the lines of Ritalin. It's uh, yeah, a speedy little. Uh, Helper that you um, that you know through the magic of science manages to calm you down. I don't know how that works, but uh, Adderall. It's but it
0: thin. does. That's all that matters. <laughs>
4: it does. It does the trick. Um, now this one fell just shy of the three, but I really like it mainly because it's got the word pingers in it. Alex Swan <laughs> with pingers and dingers. Both of both of those things play a pivotal role in the episode. Nice work, Alex Swan. You fell just short, but believe me, number one in my heart. <laughs> So uh, what, except, but but, maybe, but maybe except not number have... one on the leaderboard, so bad luck. Sorry. To <laughs> no, I was gonna
0: say, poor guy. I was gonna say you shouldn't have told the person who missed out just because now they're gonna be spewing.
4: <laughs> well no, that's you know, that's motivation to, you know, but next yeah. episode really hit us with the hit us with some class.
0: And that one does deserve um that does deserve the extra praise.
4: It does indeed. Pingers and dingers, like that one.
0: Can I just say there was one a couple of weeks ago? And forgive me, I can't remember who it was by. But they said, "Now the episode was about Marge becoming a lumberjill, so she was you no know, soaring lumber like, like a wood chipper, yeah. and um, she teams up with with a lesbian, and the the new name was Scissor Me Timbers. Now oh. that might be the greatest name <laughs>
4: that's ever been put into that the new is, name segment. That is ace. That is good <laughs> stuff. Scissor I mean, Me Timbers. Oh, whoever, if you're listening, whoever po- uh, did that one, yeah." Announce yourself on the Facebook page. Yeah, (laughs) revel revel in that, mate. That that's fantastic. Uh, But anyway, new titles uh, starting with one point Hmm. for Neil Parks for Bright Bart. He got another one pointer, so he's now on two.
0: Neil Parks on two points. Well played, sir. Nice work,
4: Neil Parks. Two points go to now, sir. Forgive me if I mispronounce your uh, your name here, but I believe it's. Geroid, Gerard.
0: Oh, oh, okay, great. So this uh, this makes me so happy. So we call him Geroid. Geroid. <laughs> I think his name is Gerard, but Ger- it is. Ger- call- okay, I, I think, I think. I apologise. It, sort of lo- it, Instagram- it
4: looks like a, a very Gaelic version of, uh, of, of it. It is. Yeah. Yes,
0: um, but we—he's he, one of our favourites. We call him Geroid. So whenever you see it, you're gonna say Geroid. Geroid.
4: <laughs> Geroid Harrahill so, with to pill a mocking Bart.
3: Ooh,
0: Nicely not bad. Oh, sorry, so what was Geroid's one, sorry?
4: To pill a
0: mockingbart. Oh, that was Geroid's. Okay, apologize. Yes. Okay, cool. I play so... on To Kill
4: a Mockingbird, of course. So, yes, yeah. well no, nice nice done. Nice well, stuff, Geroid. Gearoid. Yeah. Geroid. Yes. uh But number three, top of the list. <clears throat> Pardon me for a moment, sorry. It's Andrew Parker with There's No Spying in Baseball. Ooh, not bad at all. I think that's pretty good. Like that, and one. so yeah, I'm just nice t- work, Andrew Parker. He was um, he had one that fell just short of the three, but then he rocketed right at the list with the uh, top scorer for new titles this time around.
0: Yeah, okay. So the current standings are on top in first position. We have a tie for three points each: Andrew Parker and Dave Abbott Smith. And then there's a tie for second with three people: we've got Brendan Hedger, Neil Parks, and Geroid. Geroid. So- right. Yeah, so thank you for sending in your new names this week, guys. Continue. The good thing is, now they've got a, a reason to try. They're going to win a prize at the end. I guarantee you, right, the guys, the prize is going to be worth at least 100 bucks. So that's a little bit of an incentive.
4: Holy shit, I'm going to start up a you know, Facebook page <laughs> under an alias and uh, maybe come up with get Give me that sweet, sweet prize.
0: <laughs> what is your new name, Mr. Davis?
4: Oh, gosh. Well, no, you put me on the spot. And also, I'm not going to tell you. What? It's a secret.
3: Why
4: oh mine... Why is it... Oh, oh, you're talking about my new name for the episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought, you were, I thought you were trying to get my alias.
0: No, 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 no! For this episode. Oh,
4: okay. <laughs> I'm like, what's it a secret? Okay, well that that I can tell you. Okay. Uh, my, uh, I'm sorry. You can probably hear paper rustling. We're working out. At... Um, yeah the finer details here but uh, you're getting a, also a glimpse behind the curtain into how podcasting works you don't have um, to
0: apologise every time you hear the paper rustling it just adds to the show we we like it
4: <laughs> <laughs> my new title for Brothers Little Lover is drumroll pill or be pilled pill or be pilled that is the title that is, that is my new title for this episode
0: <laughs> that's, that's really good man so this is why <laughs> this is why you're running the local newspaper <laughs>
4: Well, for as long as we keep going yeah. so yeah. anyone in Geelong, yeah. keep buying the Geelong Advertiser. Actually, I was, yeah, so I, keep... there was a, when I went to the supermarket earlier to um, yeah, grab the last of the supplies. A gentleman behind me in the line had actually grabbed the eddy and uh, say, "Oh, I went to another shop and they were all out." I said, "That's good news." <laughs> keep, I didn't tell you why though. Keep you know, I, well, I did say oh, I'm, I work for the paper, so Yeah, keep getting it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, will. I will, young man.
0: Not gonna lie, I haven't read the ad in about five years.
4: <laughs> it's a but I, time you started
0: again, Dan. I, I, I will sign up with that sweet, sweet Patreon money, and just just to keep, just to keep you in a job.
4: Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. <laughs>
0: my, my split. Alrighty. (laughs) Alright guys, that is the new name segment for this week. Thank you guys for sending in. Uh, Before we get into today's full review, just got a couple of $5 shout outs for our new $5 plus patrons. We've got Adam Void, Brad, Motorbike Mike and Kalen. Thank you for your support guys. Don't forget, if you're a listener out there and you really do appreciate the show and you want to help support us, particularly through this difficult uh, coronavirus era. Of the, uh, of the podcast you just become a $2 plus patron you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts We've also got the Facebook group you got Talking uh, Tales of Futurama Talking Seinfeld Bonus Simpsons reviews uh, Take It Like a Mandalorian I did a Stranger Things podcast and Guy and I are going to be doing so much more podcasts all on patreon.com slash fourfinger discount just for as little as $2 plus per month for all that alright guys after this break we'll be back with the full review of Brothers Little Helper good news everyone Yes, everyone's favourite podcast from the year 3000 has returned. It's Tales of Futurama, available exclusively for four-finger discount patrons. Starting all the way back at Space Pilot 3000, Mitch and I, we're reviewing every episode of Futurama as we sink back a cool, refreshing can of delicious slurm. So be sure to sign up today, or else Bender might tell you to...
2: Bite my shiny metal ass!
0: Tales of Futurama, available now at patreon.com slash 4 discount. This message proudly brought to you by the Hypnotold. Brother's Little Helper, original air date was October 3rd, 1999. The chalkboard gag is pork is not a verb. I did appreciate that. I, I always like it when they sneak in a little dirty gag into the chalkboard gags.
4: It's good, isn't it? I, I yeah. got I gotta chuckle out of that one.
0: But I, I must say, I haven't heard anyone say, oh, you know, I porked her or he, I porked him for a long time.
4: No, it's not one you hear all that often, is it?
0: No. Nah. I find now that I live with Nicola, I say shag a lot more. <laughs>
4: It's a good one, isn't it? I mean, I think you know Austin Powers put a bit of a gave it a bit of popularity, but it just it it's, yeah it it fe- it doesn't feel as dirty as some of the others, but it also feels kind of naughty as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, it's, it's like tongue in cheek as opposed to Australians just say root.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, Didn't there's mean- something to be said for that. I mean, that you know root gets the job done, but I mean, I, I can't remember. The <laughs> I can't remember the last time I heard anyone say that either.
0: I don't Nicola had never heard that term before. It mustn't be a thing in
4: the UK. The term to root, yeah. I, I think it's. I think it's straight up Australian. But I mean, I think you know every every nation probably has its own its own slang beyond the obvious ones. I mean, uh, does anyone anyone outside America say boff? Have You ever heard that one? No, never heard it. No, <laughs> it's a great line in um, in risky business, um, boff. where um, okay. You know, they're uh, two of the guys are talking about something. He's like, "Yeah, so and so fucked this chick." Yeah, and then later that week he boffed her. It's like, you know, that boffing and fucking are the same things, right?
0: I've I've never heard boff before. Yeah, I mean, uh, well,
4: that's the thing. I mean, if you, <laughs> I think I my only exposure to it was through American teen movies of the eighties. But uh, yeah, I mean, I never but I'd never heard anyone um, in Australia sort of use that as opposed to you know rooting or whatever or shagging in in the UK and. Well, if, there, if you know any other sort of international variants, uh, listeners, by all means, uh, you know, let us know and share them.
0: Maybe that can be your, your goal for season 11, bringing back boff.
4: Bring back boff. <laughs> but as
0: I <laughs> said, mailbag at au. All righty, and the catch gag is uh, the family are all unpainted. The Korean animators all come in all, and they all colour them all in except for the eyes. Now, the episode kicks off with fire safety day at the school there's a lot of health and safety uh, laws being thrown out the window in this scene, that's for damn sure, like jumping off the ladder and whatnot.
4: <laughs> but it's all, in, it's all in the name of education. It's all in the name of raising fire awareness.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it reminds me of, like, even when I was a kid at kindergarten, there was this giant slide. So I went and found some old family videos recently, and there was this giant, huge fucking slide, and it could fit, like, four kids across. Oh. And we were just all running up and just sliding and falling off the side and climbing up the side of it, I'm thinking this would never happen now.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I remember at at my primary school, we had this, um, it was basically a fort, like a play fort. Yep. But there was a huge sort of, you know, you you went up these stairs onto this, uh, you know, upper level platform. Um, There was no sort of guardrail around or anything like that. I mean, you could basically sort of jump off it onto a rope and then sort of, you know, slide down or something. It was incredibly unsafe. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I, you know, I mean, and the bravest of us, you know, just jumped off into the sand below. Probably, I mean, you look at it now, it's probably just tiny, but I mean, when you're, when you're a little person, it was like, wow, well, this is really huge. Yeah. <laughs> what an adventure. And I mean, <laughs> I actually jumped off it once and, you know, pretty sure I, you know, <laughs> jacked up my knees doing it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's incredible the, the uh, health hazards and health and safety hazards that were, uh, you know, constructed <laughs> in the name of playtime.
0: Well, there's this, um, this is purely a local reference, but. You know, Seagull Paddock near the McDonald's there in North Geelong. Oh, Apparently, yeah, yeah. there used to be this big kids' playground there. Yeah, there was. I do sort of remember that. Yeah, because yeah, I've, I've seen photos of it. And it wasn't play equipment, it was just metal structures that kids yeah. would just climb all over, just these giant things that had no safety net underneath it. It was just climb up the top and fall off, you're going to break yourself. You know what I mean? They were just, they were kind of like monkey bars, but they were just enormous. And yeah. kids would just, there's video of kids just climbing it and just falling off backwards and getting up and running off again, I'm thinking, yeah, teach I, would, I would never let Elliot do that now. But, you know, back then you just didn't think about it.
4: No, we we bounce back and, you know, you you got a scrape on the knee or whatever, but, you, you know, you learned a thing or two about life. Well that's, <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's one thing I always make sure when Elliot falls over is I always just say, all right, get up, mate. You're okay. You're okay. Wash your hands. You're fine. Because
4: the second you start going,
1: oh, my God, are you okay?
0: They just start crying.
4: Yes, exactly. It's good. Yeah. It's a good move on your part. Good parenting on uh, on Dando's part.
1: What's that stuff?
2: Why, this is retardant.
1: <laughs> sure is. And hey, what's that?
4: That's
2: called a hose lengthener.
1: <laughs> you need one. No. What's this?
2: Just read the label. It's a king size flamer. <laughs> Bart, will you go bother someone else?
1: Look, a fire engine.
2: Stop that.
1: Help! Help! Fire! Helmet!
2: Can't you do something constructive?
1: Sure, I can do something destructive.
0: There was again a couple of moments in this episode where I sort of went, eh, "Not too sure that's allowed now." Where he sort of laughs at retardant. Um,
4: yeah, I was thinking about that one, but I actually thought those innuendos were pretty funny. I did like King Slice Flamer; that was my favorite.
0: Yeah. Well, see, that wouldn't be allowed now. I don't think.
4: Probably not. I mean, there's a there's a. You also get a bit of gay panic humor from Homer a bit later on as well. Yeah, yeah, which um, um, the, the coming yeah. out of the closet. Do you mean? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, look. I think in the in certain episodes they do that, and you realise that Homer's meant to be, oh, yeah, not cool Homer, or he's a bit of a dope. So of course he's going to make that kind of joke, and uh, yeah. But I don't know. With this one in particular, I felt like eh, that's just a that's that's just a cheap gay gag. <laughs> I mean, um, it's, I'm sorry if I sound horribly insensitive. It's not unfunny, but yeah, at the same time, not cool.
0: <laughs> it does did, it did feel a little odd, though, having a 10-year-old kid say to his principal, you need a hose lengthener. <laughs> 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 um, then he starts yelling out, fire, like, engine, fire, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Willie threatens to kill him. He'll make it look like suicide. suicide. Now, see, the thing, the thing about Willie is he's the kind of person where I would believe this, like, and he would enjoy doing it.
4: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, I think Willie's got the... Um... I think he's got the sensibility that he, he, he could kill someone, but he's also got the skills to bury them somewhere. <laughs> and the tools. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes.
0: And all the various other things. So, uh, Ralph's on Hosey the Bear's lap trick, like Santa Claus, Millhouse with the inbred dog. Then we get what you mentioned earlier, yeah. Flanders. Also, and uh, is that? this?
4: have we seen um, Ralph's Leprechaun? Is yes, that, we have. We've already so seen that, that episode was... with the Leprechaun that tells him to lay fires. Yeah. <laughs> In my house, we call like, uh ohs. Yeah.
0: Then we get what you mentioned earlier uh, Flanders skit about fire safety. I think I'm just going to play that clip because, like you said, his delivery, like he's just, he's really method acting. He's right
4: into it. He is, yeah. And I mean, um, I'm guessing that he sort of um, was, yeah, you probably picked it up from his dad, the beatnik.
3: (laughs) We tried nothing. We're
4: all out of ideas, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ho ho! What a great pot party. Wasn't it, man?
2: Now for a regular cigarette to make the night complete. (coughs) Oh, (laughs) man, that's good.
1: Mad Dog, I've been thinking. Maybe we should get another smoke detector in case that one trips out on us.
2: Oh, 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 why bother, baby? One smoke detector's enough for Mad Dog. Now let's hit the sack. Whoa! Check it out, Mad Dog's on fire!
1: Stop, drop, and roll, man! Ha
2: ha ha! That's for Clyde's baby. A little fire can't hurt you. But Mad Dog was wrong. The fire burned through the night and cost him the use of his pants. Which just goes to show you. <laughs> Sorry to break character, but these stunt pants are getting pretty toasty.
1: Uh, roll, Nettie, roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. It just spreads the flame.
0: And it's, and it's some serious stunt performing too. Like oh, setting absolutely. himself yeah. on fire. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: good stuntman stuff on the part of, uh, on the part of Nettie there.
0: Bit of Pooh saying he lo- he, it was dangerous because he lost the, the use of his pants. <laughs> 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 um, they look for the hose once Flanders is on fire. They can't find it because Bart has taken it to flat out the auditorium. I know, yeah. I'm going to sound is like... It, was it a gym
4: that he, was, that he was filling up?
0: The, the gymnasium, what did I say?
4: I thought we said the auditorium, but I was also wondering, because the gym looks like it's named after Dr. Marvin Munro, and I'm wondering, that, wondering why that might be the case. Was it really?
0: Well, he's apparently dead in... that, that That's now um, Canon. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm not sure whether they named it after him because of that. But yeah, I, I yeah, it was a gymnasium, you correct, because he came out in the basketball ring. It's, it's weird that they would name it after Dr. Marvin Munro, though, because he doesn't exactly look like somebody that ever played basketball.
4: No. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so maybe an inside gag that... Um, George Meyer, well, we might have to get in touch with him and maybe he can explain to us.
0: Yes. Uh <laughs> now I know I'm gonna sound like a comic book guy here, but how what? can all that water fit into one fire truck?
4: Hmm. yes, it's a very good point. Um <laughs> look, I'm, I'm I'm not sure how that would work either, in all honesty. But uh yeah, just as we um forgave, you know, this uh, this episode sort of giving Bart ADHD when he probably didn't have it before. We'll overlook that one just for the sake of. Oh, you know, of course, yeah. Keeping yeah, yeah. the story moving forward. but you are correct in thinking. Hmm. Yes. How much? Wa- I don't think that truck could carry that much water that would get into that amount of space.
0: What is this? Some kind sort of kind of magic fire truck? <laughs> <Probably> <laughs> someone got fired for that blunder. But uh, it was a great shot, though, of Skinner's shadow just overshadowing. Uh, but but looking up, oh. looking concerned. It was very menacing.
4: Hmm. And then, um, uh, well, you well, you cut to um uh, cut to Seymour. Working out his frustrations on his punching clown.
0: Yeah, he got a decent left jab, hasn't
4: he? He has indeed. I'm I'm really partial to those, you know, those um, clowns that you hit, and they sort of, you know, they've got the rounded bottom, and you can whack him, and they keep coming back at you. I mean, I don't know. I'd love to get one of those. I've <laughs> never, you. I've never seen one. Haven't you? No, I think they're. I don't think they're a thing that actually is, you know, much for sale now. But I do remember sort of seeing them growing up and you'd see him in toy stores and these like that and you know of course you'd go take a whack at it
0: yeah yeah it's a good toy for kids as well just to fucking oh, yeah. go crazy
4: we out get your frustration who need who yeah. needs uh you know Focusil or whatever when you yeah, can just yeah yeah beat the beat the heck out of a clown
0: <laughs> um the basketball court is all warped now um then skinner is now explaining how bart basically ruins the lives of kids who sit around him
2: <laughs> your son is a ravenous demon relentlessly knowing at all that's good and true. (laughs) Yeah, he's something else, all right. But worst of all, he drags down the grades of anyone who sits near him. Just look at this pattern. Hey, that looks like Bart. And turning to the 3-D map, we see an unmistakable cone of ignorance. Put it away, put it away. Very well, but there's no escaping the truth. Bart has a classic case of attention deficit disorder.
1: You mean like John Leguizamo?
2: How should I know? The point is ADD makes children restless and easily distracted. Hi, Marge,
1: it's me, Homer.
2: <clears throat> what, time to go? Please, Mr. Simpson.
0: The best part about this whole scene was when he holds up the chart and it's got Bart's face in the middle and Homer's like, that looks like Bart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Skinner diagnoses him with ADD. It's, it's, so it's ADHD now, but back then it was just ADD, wasn't it?
4: Uh, yeah, just attention deficit disorder. Like- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, does it Marge say, like, John Leguizamo? I mean, I'm not sure I actually get that jag- that gag. I know who John Leguizamo is, the, you know, co-star of movies like Spawn and things like that. And I think he had a reputation for being kind of a manic performer. But, um, I don't know, it's a bit of a sort of a deep and obscure cut. Okay,
0: well, if it doesn't make any sense to you, I guarantee it doesn't make sense to many people. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's proven here Homer's the same. He holds up the cone and talks to Marge and whatnot, um, Skinner suggests a radical, untested, dangerous drug called Focusin. <laughs> uh, I can understand Marge and Homer here being concerned. I wouldn't want to give my kids drugs either.
4: No, I, I, I think it's really kind of a last well, it was. I think it would have to be designed as a last resort initially. You know, you'd try all manner of other things first, whether it was kind of therapy or you know just go and run around the block work off some of that energy but uh yeah i mean the, actually sort of changing someone's mental and physical chemistry via medication just to uh just to calm them down and get a little bit of, bit of peace i don't know it seems like a yeah a bit of an extreme measure
0: but for the sake of storytelling let just get straight into it <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah pop in his mouth let's do it uh at the lab and the scientists are showing the results with the hamsters. It's pretty convincing. Like, I mean, I know it's <laughs> the, the <laughs> idea of drugs, but like, they spray the hamsters and they become slaves. <laughs> pretty
3: much,
4: well, they become very obedient. <laughs> yes, displaying um, behaviour probably wouldn't see from any animal. But no. uh, but yeah, it's very convincing. So yeah, I know that's that's the test. Let's uh, let's go with it.
0: The only thing more effective is exercise. And hover shudders. <laughs> <laughs> Bart is then playing a a snowboarding game.
4: What is that game? Because it looks just radical. It's got snowboarding, ninjas, and flying saucers. And I'm mean, i sure there's more in there as well. In fact, that's probably what gave him him ADHD, playing that game.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's a mishmash of various games, but the, the snowboarding game that I always played when I was a kid was called Cool Boarders. That was a great game. But the music they used for this game is the same music that was used in, I think it was the first episode of Season 10 when oh, okay. um, Lisa, but, oh no, it wasn't the first episode, it was later on, but Lisa pretends to be sick so she can stay home and play a video game. And the game is called Dash Dingo, which was a takeoff of Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> it's when Lisa cheats on a test, but um, yeah, they've just used the same music. It's great music. I, I really want to play this game. It looks like a hell of a lot of fun.
4: It looks like so much fun.
0: Yeah. I, see, I'm not a very good gamer. I just like the simple, got to move from left to right. I can't do the whole turning around, making sure no one's going to stab me in the back, that kind of thing. I'm just, I'm not good at that. But if it's just getting Mario from one side of the screen to the other... That you can do.
4: Yes. Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, I've seen, uh, I've seen friends of mine play like the, yeah, that Spider-Man game that came out not long oh, my, ago. Or Uncharted God, and all that kind of shit. I it's bought
0: like... that and I was like, I just can't do this. It's too hard. Yeah, This is just
4: too many moving parts. This is insane. Yeah.
0: I think it's just because I sort of... When I got to like 16, 17, I just didn't play video games for a good decade. And in that decade is when video games got serious. That's when they that took I a just, real quantum leap. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I just, I'm just way too far behind everybody else now. I'm never going to catch up, so I just gave up. <laughs> um, but anyway, so well, now, margin-
4: now, you, now you've got the opportunity. I mean, we're all sort of self quarantined, so just That's uh, true, yeah, yeah, stay in and learn how to play Silent Hill or something like that.
0: Maybe we should play video games and do podcasts at the same time.
4: Maybe you know we could you know work for what's his name work for PewDiePie
0: it did just don't put on an accent <laughs>
4: yeah or you know be a nazi
0: <laughs> uh, marge and homer discussing how they're going to give bart the drugs you know it's a trust thing it cuts to homer just trying to shoot them in with a like a band <laughs> 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 um, they explain the drugs to bart but doesn't agree at first um so homer tries to convince him by this is how i get jet to eat his tablets. so i don't put it in taffy but i put it in cream cheese ah. so jet Jet won't eat his tablet, he'll spit it out, but if I put it in cream cheese, he'll eat it. So that's the kind of the same method Homer tries here with the taffy.
4: Again, good parenting on the part of Danda.
2: Son, let's forget all about that drug thing. Why don't you just come down and have some taffy?
1: Nice try, Homer.
2: Just take one bite if you're not 100% different. no. Oh, jeez, what's the big deal? Look, I'll even eat some. Oh. Nope.
0: Very similar to when he goes crazy in Treehouse of Horror Five, the shitting.
4: Yeah, that is, is Go crazy! Don't mind if I do. Yeah, yeah that's, I was. Yeah, I was wondering what that came from. And Yeah, then, then yes, of course. The minute you said that, I was like, oh, of course, that's where, that's where it comes from. And um, is, get Daddy's yes. exorcism tongs. <laughs> I really lo- would love to see what exorcism tom- tongs look like.
0: I know tongs.
4: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> it's the last. Is... Yeah, there are so many you know possible exorcism tools you could have. Tongs is like the last one I would think of, <laughs> and uh, yeah, now I'm just so keen to see what they look like. But uh, Marge steps in uh, with mm. some you know incredible emotional blackmail jujitsu on her part. Very good work by Marge. I mean, your parenting's pretty good, Dan. Marge, you know, <laughs> just kills it here.
0: I mean, I, I fell victim to this on many occasions. Mums are just really good at guilting us into doing what we, we we don't want to do, but what we need to do.
1: Honey, if you don't want to take the medicine, we won't force you. Really? Yes, I just thought you might love me enough to let me help you. Mom. All right, I'll do it for you.
2: Oh. Way to guilt him, Marge. It's what I do.
0: We come back and, but we got the testicles gag here. Now, that
3: was
4: good. I'm, I laughed more than perhaps more than
0: I should have. At that. that was pretty. Good. <laughs> it was, it's cheap, it's cheap, but it's. Funny. But just the fa-
4: not just the fact that they were in his pants, but then that Marge actually puts them back in the in the sack lunches.
0: And tells Lisa to grow up.
4: <laughs> See, I'd I'd be the
0: same as Lisa. I'm like, they were Daddy's underpants. Yeah, <laughs> I know it. I know. Was it
4: oranges? Was that what it was? They were oranges.
0: Like, at least they, I guess, at least they have a peel. But still,
4: they were touching you. So we, you'd be getting rid of that your peel, But I think you'd be putting on gloves to, to peel them.
0: Uh, especially in today's day and age, you, you can't take any risks.
4: Oh God. <laughs>
0: uh Bart and all the other boys discuss the drugs that they take. I think you got Martin taking hormone tablets <laughs> and the, whatnot. Yeah, to Nelson... lower his
4: voice, not working. Making him angry, that's working.
0: Nelson has the the shot collar on and whatnot. <laughs> then we get the scene in the classroom where uh, this was great, by the way. So they they tricked you into thinking the dogs were having sex outside. Look, the dog's going at it, but no, they're just you know playing with a stick or something.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Well, for mine, it was like I hadn't seen I hadn't seen Sherry or Terry in some, quite some times. I was like, "Hey, it's Sherry, that's nice." Yeah, yeah.
0: I think like this the school kids they remain constant. I guess you could really change them up very often. Like I've, I know we're going back and doing the first season, um, and some kids that are in the first season don't exist anymore. But the the more common ones like you know Millhouse, Sherry, and Terry, Martin, they'll always be there. You know. Yeah,
4: they they pretty much sort of found their groove. And yeah. Uh, yeah, they're sticking with it. It's good.
0: Now, this is the first time that people start to realize that, wait a minute, these um these drugs might be working because Bart mm-hmm. doesn't get distracted by the dogs.
2: All right, class, who would like to read The Daffodils by Wordsworth? I'll do it. No, thank you, Mr. Weisenheimer.
3: Sherry?
1: I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high o'er vales and hills. Hey, look at those dogs going at it! I want to see them! I want to see them! Fighting over a fan belt! Dogs are outstanding! All right, people, we've all seen the dogs now, so... <gasps> what? You're still in your seat. Well, it's not like I never saw a dog before. That doesn't sound like me. Could it be the drug kicking in? I am feeling an urge to straighten up and fly right. Come on, people, this poetry isn't going to appreciate itself.
0: Now, this this here, I didn't notice it at first. I, I noticed it at the second viewing. So Lisa's watching Krusty, and Bart's missing. Normally, Bart would be watching it with her. The yeah. first one I watched it, I didn't pick up, oh, wait a minute, where's Bart? But he's upstairs and he's studying. And even Lisa can't believe it, can she?
4: No, no. I mean, uh, why, why would you miss out on, uh, you know, crusty sort of uh, leering after Sideshow Melanie? <laughs> I mean, that's a Great, it's a, great it's a big music. Miss. Boom, 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 As <laughs> he's doing his little strut. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Bart is, in fact, up in his room uh, reading The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Preteens. Um, I've forgotten the name of the actual book, but it's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I think. oh okay it was, okay. A, very, it was yeah. yep. a very big self-help book there for a while
0: okay fair enough and then obviously we can't not mention the crusty skit with the the tie going wrong <laughs> you choked <laughs> uh even lisa is not believing his progress at all she's even she's sort of what's the term what's skeptical the, the, yeah skeptical i guess you could say yeah
4: or suspicious
0: yeah suspicious Like she, she just doesn't want to believe it i guess. And. Um, yeah. Butts eyes, like, like I said here, the design, they're starting to give him the bags under his eyes now. So he's, mm-hmm. they're slowly morphing him into the butt that we see at the end of the episode. I did love the, you know, most people use 10% of their brain and I am now one what? of them. <laughs> 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 and kicks Lisa out of his room so he can continue reading. Mm-hmm. At dinner, he leaves this lovely note for Marge. That's the one thing I like about this. So he's on these drugs. He never actually is bad to anybody. If anything... He's really He turns into a really good person.
4: Yeah. It's like like that Bradley Cooper movie, Limitless, essentially.
0: I haven't actually seen that. So is is he going on drugs or something, does he? He's a bit of a... Yeah,
4: he's this loser, and then his friend says, Hey, you know, uh, this company I work for is doing this pharmaceutical thing. Hey, you might want to try this out. It'll make you use 100% of your brain. And he pops one, and all of a sudden he's got incredible focus, and um, he can remember stuff that he just saw in passing like five years ago. And, yeah, basically... Just becomes not Superman, but yes, a Superman as a result. It's a, it's a good movie. <laughs>
0: okay, How, is it f- what pre Hangover?
4: Um, about the time of, uh, I think it was early 2010s. So yeah, okay. r- around the time of the Hangover.
0: Yeah. Um. So he's left a note for Marge, and he suggests Homer needs to change his blue pants. Um, I think <laughs> they're getting cut offs. Cuts to Homer at work bragging to Lenny and Carl but how great Bart is with his pants cut, and he now has this new device, and I just, I just love the whole fucking must get sunscreen for legs. <laughs> also, what, what does it have? It's got a cheese grater, hasn't it?
4: It does. It's a yeah, really cool little device.
0: <laughs> why it's a cheese grater? I don't know, but it does. <laughs> and it, you're never going you no to fit it a in. Cheese grater. Why not have it? Exactly right. Bart is now tutoring the Navajo boy. Homer thanks the drugs. You know these things have been a lifesaver. They're getting their life back, basically. Bart's not he's, going crazy. He's gone from goofus to gallant. Yeah, yeah. And Marge suggests they go for a night out. And Homer, Homer suggests the water park because his ten-year band lifted yesterday. <laughs> what do you think he did at the water park? <laughs> um, I'm guessing it involves no pants. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting skinny dipping. Yeah. Yeah. Or or a caddyshack kind of incident. <laughs> Uh, Marge whispers.
1: Bart's so well behaved now. Maybe you and I could have a night out. Oh, let's go to the water park. My tenure
2: ban ended yesterday.
1: I was thinking of something a little more adult.
2: Hold on. Oh, and then. Marge! And then afterwards.
4: We could go. <laughs> really? With butterscotch on it? I think you
3: misheard me.
0: So they're at the movie. And as you said earlier, they're watching, uh, what's it called? Showgirls. It's called I always showgirls. get Showgirls and Striptease confused.
4: Yeah, they, there was a yeah, period in the mid-90s where they were sort of like, hmm, we're all we're all adults here. How about a little uh, raunchiness at your, in your, on your big screen? And um, I don't think Showgirls nor Striptease actually did all that well. People were like, uh, we hear there's this thing called the internet coming up where you can watch all the porn you want to know. <laughs> we'll just wait for that.
0: I remember being at the video shop when I was a kid. And he'd walk past like, the cover of Strip Tears and you're like, I know there's going to be boobies in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and there certainly were. That's the one with Demi Moore on the front, right? With nothing it on. It is.
4: It is. I mean, yeah. I actually saw Showgirls at the uh, at the cinema. I mean, I, I think okay. that's... Did you take your wife? I, I was not married at that stage. I was, okay. I was a single man to that state, So, yeah. So there were a few single men in that audience. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I remember thinking... <laughs> This girl's attractive, and all kinds are naked, but this is not a good movie. Okay.
0: <laughs> can you can you ever go to a movie and switch your reviewer
4: brain off? Um, oh, I don't think. Well, I mean, I can probably switch the reviewer brain off, but you know, you can't really switch off your taste, can you? That's that's true. That's a good
0: point. Yeah, I just I, I just mean, think sometimes oh, can you can you go to a movie and just appreciate it for what it is, even when you know it's shit? Yeah,
4: certainly. I mean, um,
0: oh, when I say when it's shit, I mean it's. It's just not a, an Academy Award-winning film, like you know what it is. It's an Adam Sandler movie. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, no, but even some of those are better than others. I mean, uh, you mean there's a yard of difference between, say, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, and I don't know, Little Nicky.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Do you know, i have never actually even seen Little Nicky. I've, I've
4: watched it once, and I've never gone back. It's like I just never mm.
0: bothered. Last time I watched an Adam Sandler movie, like a new one, would have been the Jack and Jill. Oh, okay. And that wasn't a pleasant experience.
4: No, not really. He's, he's hitting Miss Our Boy. But
0: anyway, so back to the episode and they're on the way home and they had a great night out and Marge suggested <laughs> they go to this, this bar where men dance with men. Sounds adorable.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if it's true.
0: Now, that is such a Marge line, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love that Marge is
4: just, just, you know, well, that sounds quaint and adorable. Yeah, yeah sure, if it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'd also like that Homer is actually uh, splashed out on a showgirl's teddy bear. <laughs> a teddy bear that's holding a little showgirl's flag.
0: I saw. Oh, it was a teddy bear. I remember seeing the flag. I didn't realize it was a teddy bear. Okay. <laughs> uh, Lisa is out the front, though, with Mackie. She's concerned. Um, she's worried for Bart because he's now wrapping himself up in tinfoil. He's gone full conspiracy theorist now, hasn't he? He has
4: indeed. got the tinfoil hat. Was he, does he have a tinfoil hat on or is he... He's got a hat of some kind. He's wrapping crime. himself yeah, in I
0: tinfoil. It's, it's like a, a trash can lid, maybe.
4: That's right, yeah. Because he's uh, he's convinced that there are satellites sort of um, monitoring his thoughts, monitoring everyone, really.
0: And, it, he's, and he's actually right, which we find out at the end. Yeah. Um, which I thought was a... I actually, looking back now, I appreciate that ending. That he wasn't just... Wacky for the sake of being wacky, he actually yeah. was being watched.
4: Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good point, and it's a, it's a uh, yeah, a nice a, a nice way to wrap up the uh, wrap up the episode. But before we get to the wrap up, there's some, there's more stuff. To yes,
0: there there is more stuff. <laughs>
1: gotta get it done. Uh, <laughs> gotta finish. <laughs> Close the door. You're probably wondering about the coat hangers. They're to block the satellite that's been spying on me. Okay... It can read your electronic organizer from space. Even mine? <coughs> hey, I had Lenny's name on that! They have it now. And who are they, exactly? Who else? Major League Baseball.
2: March. I think Bart's gone crazy.
1: Oh, Bart, what's happened to you? Nothing yet, but the time draws near. Now let's get those fillings out of you. Ah! Hey, you found my needle-nose pliers.
0: What I wanted to mention, we didn't mention at the start, was that Nancy Cartwright's acting was fucking incredible in this. Once, she, once, like in this scene here in particular, him just sort of just the just that whack talk where he's just talking mm. to himself and he's really panicky and you know on the edge and anxious. I thought she did such a good job.
4: It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just the... Nice dose of mania. Yeah, really well, really well put together. Really good really good work from Nancy.
0: Because some actors struggle to you know, play drugged or play drunk, but nah, mm. she did a great job. Bart is now running at the lab. Now, this is kind of like a, a replay of the gag from the episode The Springfield Files, the X-Files one, where Homer's running on the treadmill.
4: That's right. He's <laughs> like, no, going to lose a little weight. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that.
0: Uh, Marge wants him off the drug. Um, they suggest that they maybe ease him onto sister drugs. And oh, we did, since, since, since we didn't write down the names, let's play the clip, shall we?
1: You said he was concerned about satellites and their beams. Any other strange behaviour?
2: He quit blinking. He says that's when they get you.
1: I had a feeling this might happen. This carboxyl group sometimes causes problems.
2: We trusted you.
1: Just, just. I think we should take him off the drug. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't just go off focusin'. But we can ease Bart onto one of its sister drugs, like chlorhexanol, and augment that with some phenylbutamine. Mm, and maybe some cyclobenzinone? That's a great idea. <mwah> no, you can't take my focusin'. I need every brain cell blazing to outwit my invisible enemies. I know you love focusin', son, but in time you'll get just as attached to these
3: three amigos. No
0: so there you have it Um, now you'll notice there so Bart demands that he keeps the focus in um, to outwit his invisible enemies I absolutely loved the delivery of him saying no and slapping the drugs out of the doctor's (laughs) hands like it was just such a like a plead like no like it was I I just thought Nancy was so good like for the last two thirds of this episode so so good he takes handfuls of the of the focus in, fills his mouth. Apparently, he was meant to scull the whole jar, but the fox sensors wouldn't allow it.
4: Oh, okay. Because yeah, I yeah. was thinking, even that's too many pills, but it's um, <laughs> <something's laughs> good they showed some restraint. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and he escapes. And Homer, so was going to have a tummy ache. <laughs> <laughs>
4: but, they you kept... know, what, um you yeah, had to keep uh, to keep Homer and Marge uh, tranquilized. They're shot up with Valium, the original mother's little helper. Um, yes, well, at least Marge is, and yeah, <laughs> Homer gets a, a syringe full of air, which is not really air. good for not really good for growing, but <laughs> for, for you know the human the human body.
0: We come back from commercial, and Marge is contacting the police. It's a really funny reveal. Look, it's the, it looks like the kid that roughed up the Wilson widow. <laughs> 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 like, you just knew it was going to be Dennis the Menace. That'll describe it. Absolutely. The, the only thing is, these moments, if you want a nitpick, you can say, How by season 11 does Wiggum not know who Bart Simpson is yeah. when he was Ralph Wiggum's best friend just you know, 10 episodes ago? But for the sake of the gag of the reveal of Dennis the Menace, I don't care. It was fucking no, great. <laughs> it's good. Bar arrives at Fort Frag, and we get the soldiers in the shower. Yep. Not really much nice, to say nice there. Nice play
4: on Fort Bragg, by the way, the home of the yes. Green Berets, I believe. Yep. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. It's a, there's a yeah. A, I think it's I think it's the Green Berets that sort of operate out of Fort Bragg. Okay. I mainly stole that from Predator. In all honesty, <laughs> I just remember Arnold saying, "You know, I know these men. Green Berets are the Fort Bragg."
0: As long as Schwarzenegger said it, it must be true. <laughs> It must be a real place.
4: Have you have you seen like um Arnold's little sort of Twitter? I think we've talked about this in the past. Yeah, he spoke but, you know, about. Yeah, he spoke to yeah. Tommy last week about. I just you know, think they're great. I just love them. <laughs> you know, whether he's, either he's he's got his little donkey and his sort of miniature horse prancing around his kitchen, or he's sitting in his um sitting in his jacuzzi. Like I'm having a hot tub and a stogie, and I'm just staying inside. You need to stay inside.
0: Not as easy for everyone to stay inside as you, Mister Arnold. But very much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they are great. I feel like he even—he's like a parody of himself now. He just gets it. Oh yeah,
4: absolutely. Yeah, I mean, um, look, you could probably sort of snap us into kindling without even you know breaking a sweat. But uh, I like—I like that he's, um,
3: you know,
4: <laughs> just this sort of you know jolly old, uh, <laughs> jolly old Austrian oak. He's having fun with
0: it now. That's all that
4: matters. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, uh, so yeah, he's at Fort Frag. Steals, yes. um, steals something. Do we know what it is yet? We don't
0: know what it is yet. No, no, no. Marge and Homer are hunting for Bart. Well, Marge is out looking Homer's. It's actually a pretty good trap.
4: It's just <laughs> I thought it was, yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's not a bad move on Homer's part. <laughs> no. He's setting these, hitting the trap with the focus on.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was revealed here that Bart has stolen a tank. And we get the various Springfielders uh, seeing this. So Burns thinks that the new war started. And comic book guy that we mentioned earlier with um with the suggestion of superheroes. Now this here, so Sir Widebottom, I got a good chuckle out of this. <laughs> that was
1: pretty funny. <laughs> Come on, get out, noodles, seesaw, oopsie, hot sweat, hoo ha, jitters, Sir Widebottom. Oh, I'm stuck.
3: Easy, boy. Yeah. I'm
4: sure I'm alive, but why? I also thought that it was fairly sort of um, relevant that uh, Burns and Smith is talking about time for profiteering and hoarding. Yes, hey, good <laughs> yes. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very relevant in these times.
0: I must give props to the bookmobile lady. Her flea out of the window was amazing. <laughs>
4: it was good. Plus, it I was action
0: hero-esque.
4: <laughs> I always like it when Nelson goes, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Like he's Tim Allen impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> it was what the home improvement right, it gets a lot of shit. I remember really liking it as a kid. When you were a bit older in the nineties, was it was it frowned upon to like that show?
4: Oh no, I think it was just um oh yeah, this is a nice fun sitcom that you know, you know, to watch on a Thursday night or whatever. I mean, you know, it's not gonna change your life or anything, but you know, you get a few good chuckles out of it. These are all you know, Tim Allen was Pretty likable, and you know, he had the nice wife and the three kids, and and uh, what, what was yeah, what was his uh, neighbor's name? I want to say Wilson. Oh, Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. was it Wilson?
3: Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, and you, you never stories I mean,
4: no, it certainly didn't change your life, but it, you know, it killed half an hour. <laughs> That's a weird one sometimes from a sitcom.
0: Call me nostalgic, but I miss the live action in front of a crowd sitcom.
4: Yeah, it was it, it was good stuff. You know, it, you you felt like you were part of the you felt like you were part of the process, didn't you?
0: You definitely. I mean, I get. The whole, you know, modern family, Arrested rest of development, you know, just flying the wall, kind of zooming in and out, wacky camera angles hmm. kind of sitcom. But I just... I felt like the Big Bang Theory is going to be the last sitcom we ever have in front of a live crowd that's
4: a, a success. It certainly feels that way. Certainly certainly right now, but you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, they they do seem like a bit of a thing of the past, unfortunately.
0: So where are we? So the book will be all later. She's flayed out the window. Um, the kids are all happy about it. Wiggum suggests <laughs> they shoot the tyres. He's tired of losing excuses. Then he arrives... <laughs> He arrives at the school. What was it from when the uh the guy was standing in front of the tank, the iconic image?
4: Uh, that's from you know, Tiananmen Square in uh in China, I believe. Okay, in China. No one knows uh, who that person actually is. They 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 just referred to as tank man. I mean we're pretty okay, sure do Yeah, but um it was a very iconic image back in the day, you know, um you know, China had this, you know, fairly oppressive regime and uh they were running tanks through Tiananmen Square and this guy decided to stand in front of a tank and the tank didn't run him down. It was like Hey, this is a pretty uh pretty iconic uh, you know, illustration of people power.
0: I mean, that takes some serious balls because if they wanted to, they could have just run him over.
4: Oh, absolutely they could have. Yeah. So uh no, Marge doing a Tiananmen Square, a tank man and standing in front of the tank. Yeah, that's that's certainly what that uh is is meant to represent.
0: But um he didn't stop because of Marge, he stopped because it ran out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> but just prior to that, so he points the the tank at various things.
2: Good lord, he's going to fire!
1: Alright, Scott, the school, dude! No, stop! Think of the children!
2: Not the church! Jesus lives there! The frame store! You monster! Not the sky! That's where clouds are born!
1: <gasps> A satellite. What do we do? What do we do?
2: Disk attacks, frat houses, Malibu. <sighs> Nothing about satellite fires. Let's just spray it with water already. That's the end of your Looney Tune drugs, Bunny. You're under arrest for astro vandalism. And may God help you if that thing carried the Spice Channel.
1: Major League Baseball? I told you they were monitoring my activities. He's right. This thing's got info on everybody. Addresses, credit ratings, what size baseball hat they wear.
2: Surveillance beam disabled. Market research shutting down. Doesn't that beat all? Bye, folks. I'm Mark McGuire. Ooh. Big
1: Mac himself.
4: Who'd thunk it? Young Bart here was right. We are spying on you pretty much around the clock.
1: But why, Mr. Maguire?
4: Do you want to know the terrifying truth? Or do you want to see me sock a few dingers?
2: Dingers! Dingers!
1: dingers! dingers! <clears throat> Ooh!
2: Yoink!
4: Also, just a quick shout-out to, um, to Chief Wiggum referring to uh, Bart as Drugs Bunny. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> it was a nice little <laughs> nice little gag. Yes, Mark Maguire, special guest Mark Maguire shows up. I think they gave him about as many lines as Mark Maguire probably deserved. Um an interesting thing, I mean, Mark Maguire was actually sort of um I think he was involved in a bit of a bit of a performance enhancing drug scandal. So his appearance really? in this episode okay. is kind of mmm. I mean let's look up his page when that actually happened, I'm not sure, but uh but I know that he uh I think he I think he was involved in a in a story scandal. Now we should actually probably check that
0: because if he wasn't... I'm on his wiki page and there's a chapter called Steroid Use. So you may be right. On, Gen- on January 11, 2010, Maguire admitted to using steroids on and off for a decade and said, I wish I'd never touched steroids. It was foolish and it was a mistake. So, yes.
4: Okay. Uh, legally, our ass is covered. Um, by the way, a bit of a recommendation. I don't know if you guys like uh, the Lonely, Lonely Island, um, Andy Sandberg and, and all, you know... Um, Dick in a Box, all that kind of business. They did a half-hour special for Netflix called The Unauthorized Bash Brothers Experience, which is basically... It's like a a piss-take-slash-tribute to Beyonce's Lemonade thing, but it's um, with uh, baseballers Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco, these these two uh, guys who were known as the Bash Brothers. And it's basically just, you know, them doing... Um, they're sort of comedy songs in a in a variety of genres. Uh, it's it's weird and funny, and um, I highly recommend it. It's yeah on Netflix if you've got the Netflix. Maybe we should have that as a Netflix party view at some stage. But uh, yeah, that's one that I recommend.
0: Cool. I always appreciate your recommendations, so keep them coming. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> McGuire you know, says, you know, I'm willing to tell you all the secrets and why we're doing this, or would you prefer to just watch me suck a few dingers?
4: Dingers. We'll always take dingers over the truth.
0: <laughs> of course we would. Um, the family now apologizing to Bart. McGuire gave him a signed bat, but it has a camera in it. And now Bart, <laughs> and now Bart is on Ritalin.
4: Indeed, and he does a little Popeye song that tell you about how, how good Ritalin is.
0: Yes, that is it. Um, yes, like we said, if you didn't like it the first time, go back and watch it again. You'll appreciate it more the second time. It's really fun, got plenty of laughs. The ending's a bit sort of rushed and a bit sort of random, but overall, yeah, it's it's
4: really good. Yep, and if you sit all the way through the credits, there's another gag over the Gracie this time. Ah, oh, damn so, it, is it the
0: Popeye sound?
4: No, no, it's... um. I think they're back at the cinema and, you know, how everyone was shushing during Showgirls. Yeah. It sounds like Gil, so I don't know. Who, who was the voice of Gil? Was that... Uh, oh, it was Dan. Dan, yeah, Why'd you have to shush? You ruined the whole show.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. That would have been as one of the soldiers. Oh, okay. (laughs) Remember in the shower? Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay, cool. It it, it reminded me of Gil, you know. Yeah, yeah, it does sound very similar to Gil. Yeah, very similar voice. But I have to start listening to the credits. That's two weeks in a row now. I've missed out. (laughs)
4: Yes. I don't know if, if, uh, you know, sort of uh, stinger gags over the Gracie are an ongoing thing or or whatever, but... uh, yeah, I thought, eh, let's just stick around and see what they do. And they did it. So there we so, go. So Marvel didn't set that trend. The Simpsons did. They did indeed. Simpsons did it first.
0: Yes. <laughs> what did
2: we learn, Palmer? So what
0: did you learn from the episode, of Mr. Davis?
4: Um, probably that, uh, yeah, be careful what you put into your body.
0: <laughs> that is true. But, I-
4: yeah, I mean, I've I've never sort of... I'm, even, look... I grew up in a household, I mean, not not this wasn't weird or anything like that, but I mean, we weren't like, if you had a headache or something, it's like, oh, just, you know, tough it out. You'll be fine. There's no need to take a Panadol. I mean, if things get really bad, take a Panadol. And so for years, you know, and when I sort of got in my 20s and, you know, would occasionally go and have one too many drinks and wake up with a hangover the next day, I'd be like, no, I'm just going to I'm just gonna tough this out. <laughs> you know, I could probably, you know, take a Panadol, but no, no, I, <laughs> I deserve this. Um, And it wasn't until, you know, I got a bit older and realized, oh, hangover's really hurt and they're not going away, that I started taking Panadol. I was like, I could have been doing this the whole time.
0: That's what it was um... like, because Nicola's mom's very similar. She just never took Panadol, because they call it drugs. She's like, I don't need drugs. I'm like, it's just Panadol. You'll be fine. And now whenever she has a headache, she takes a Panadol. She's like, the first 25 years of my life, I had to put up with headaches. Now I can just take a Panadol. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I learnt that uh, if you stay on the ball, you will certainly stay on the wall. <laughs> Good point. It's the patron mailbag time. Thank you, Mitch. Uh, Mitch there with the patron mailbag intro. All right, guys, i have got a couple of questions here, plus one of the questions from last week that we said we'd get back to. Oh, All right. yeah. So we've got here from Andy Gangler. If you could use focusin to control any animal, what would you choose, and what would they do?
4: Um, it's a good question. I mean, it's an odd question, but it's a, but it's a good question. <laughs> um, I would probably get Count Basie the cat to quit ripping the shit out of my couch. Oh man, that's um,
0: that's why I have cats. They shit inside and they scratch things. And
4: well, yeah, I know, but uh, he's he's good company. He's a bit adorable, but yes, he does. He is. Uh, yeah, making a mess of my couch that I've had for quite some time. Um, you know, particularly you know, he'll get a corner of the ottoman and just sort of start digging his claws into that, and that started to get a bit frayed. So I'll be turning the ottoman corner, and I've reached the last corner. So I'm either going to have to uh, <laughs> either get a new one or um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, get some uh, get that drug that will <laughs> teach me how to influence my cat.
0: Do you have a scratching post?
4: Yeah, but um, I think he's scratched everything off. And I've, I've got him another one, but uh, he seems more uh, more interested in the couch.
0: Okay, fair enough. I um, I would choose, not a real animal, but Falcor from NeverEnding Story. Oh. Because in today's day and age, with the whole corona- coronavirus thing going around, you can't fly anywhere. But see, he's an animal, which means he can't get it, which means I'm safe to ride on Falcor wherever I please.
4: Well played. Very smart move.
0: Kind of Mugford says... I'm just going to leave this one to you. So he says, any interesting drug-taking stories?
4: Take it away. All right. Well, I guess this is an adults-only podcast, so uh, we'll see how we go. But um, about 10 years ago now, uh, I was in uh, Los Angeles on a business trip with uh, another journalist and a publicity person. We were uh, over for a um, junket for the show, True Blood. So we got that out of the way, and then we had another night in, in Los Angeles. So, of course, we raided the mini bars in our various rooms and we got a bit tanked and then um the other journalist not me uh suggested we visit an uh let's say an adult establishment on the on the sunset strip we went to a strip bar essentially so bar, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah um now there are two kinds there at, at the time and maybe this is still the case but there are two kinds of uh, of strip bar in uh, in los angeles there is one where that there's ones that don't sell alcohol but the okay. uh, performers take off everything and there's ones where they uh, don't serve. Uh, they do serve alcohol and the performers keep some of their clothing
0: on. So what's what's the reason behind that?
4: Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you I don't know, keep yourself relatively sober, you'll um, I don't know, behave yourself a bit more.
0: Maybe. Okay. Anyway, continue.
4: Yeah, uh, we went to one where they didn't serve alcohol and they took off everything, um, but uh, we managed to smuggle in a few um, uh, mini-bottles from the mini-bar, so I was like, eh, three Cokes, please, and then yeah, topped it up with whatever. Now, there was a uh, young lady there offering, uh, shall we say, private entertainment in a booth. You dirty uh, and, dog. Uh, well, hey, I wasn't searching that. She actually came to me <laughs> and said, me, would you like... <laughs> Sorry, i put on a... Put on a voice. Would you like a dance? Would you like a private dance? Um, and to sweeten Dolly the deal, <laughs> what's that? Who was she? Dolly Parton. <laughs> I thought you said was she Cartman. She, <laughs> that was probably more what it sounded like. <laughs> um, but to sweeten the deal, uh, she offered me a, a little bit of cocaine. That you the, know she the, was carrying The stripper did. Yes. I mean, um, now look, I hadn't done cocaine to that point, but I figured, hey, when in Rome. Um, and I didn't actually snort it. Instead, I, um, you, you've seen cop shows where, or, or, you know, Scarface or whatever, where, you know, if you, if you don't have enough left to snort, you rub it on your gums. Have you ever seen that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't yeah. wake up in a well, bath
4: with a kidney missing, mate. I <laughs> know. Uh, well, look, I, I was drunken in a strip club, so clearly I'm not thinking straight at this Yeah,
0: thing. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But,
4: yeah, but tried a little bit of that. Um, and, um, I do remember saying to the PR person who was keeping it relatively tidy while we degenerate journo's were running amok. I remember going to her and saying, "I just did cocaine for the first time. I think cocaine's pretty good. I don't think I think, I think I'm okay with cocaine. I don't mind cocaine. Um, I, I don't know if I should do it anymore, but uh, I think I, I think I enjoyed it."
0: As soon as you took it, you should have said, "Say hello to my little friend."
4: <laughs> yeah, I get the feeling the entertainer probably said, You you ain't kidding. <laughs> uh,
3: I was only but anyway, kidding. so yeah,
4: but that was well that's what that's what happened to me at the very least. My friend, who shall remain unnamed, um, actually took a pill while he was there and you know, suddenly went off the planet. Um we were sort of trying to corral him, um and asking what he'd taken, all he could tell us was it was green, and um <laughs> yes, that's pretty much um there's uh, look there's probably a little more to the story, but that's the gist of it
0: so so you took the cocaine with the stripper and then you just went your separate ways
4: um okay, fine, I got a lap dance <laughs> <laughs> but you, you didn't become friends afterwards uh no, no, I mean, I get the feeling this was just part of the um what well, was she. How do I phrase this delicately? She was offering further services for, you know, a fairly sizable amount of money, which I wasn't going to take her up on.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> so, that's, anyway, that, so that's but what that's the on... story of guy doing cocaine in a Los Angeles strip club. So that's
0: what <laughs> happens on press tours, yeah.
4: That's what this is what it's like on tour, to quote Ice T. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: uh, and final question from Shelley Dunlop. What did she say? If you had to buy into a wacky conspiracy theory, which one would it be? I'm all about Roswell, man. I reckon that if I had to buy into one, it's that one.
4: I I read something on Twitter today, which which struck me as as eh, pretty pretty relevant at the time. It's like, you know, what would be great at this time if one if a conspiracy theory was revealed to be true, it would just sort of unite everyone and make them feel good. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, Area 51. If you've got a if you've got a spaceship, show us now. It'll give us some sort of faith. Yeah, you know. <laughs> So um, yeah, I like, I like the idea of yeah Roswell and uh, yeah aliens and all that kind of business. It's a good one. I mean, um, I think most sci-fi my...
0: fans just love the idea that it's true. Like we like yeah. we don't believe we don't believe it, but we kind of wish it was.
4: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, speaking for myself, I'm a I'm a sucker for New World Order kind of stuff. You know that. Mm. Uh, you know, there's a a cabal of really rich and powerful people who are calling the shots. But uh, I think there's also sort of something mildly comforting about or strangely comforting about that because, you know, I mean, if the world really is sort of falling into disarray, you know, it's because these people have a plan for it, you know, I mean, as opposed to just, you know, it's a system error and no one knows what they're doing.
0: I've seen some conspiracy theories about coronavirus, people saying it was all deliberately planted. I'm like, dude... Go back go back into isolation and please never come out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, final question. So this is the one from last week. We were talking about uh, movie stars who have done some stuff that you can't forgive them for. So Stephanie Walden said, I know you meant to separate the artist's personal life from their art, but is there one actor, musician, or anyone you can't watch anymore due to something happening in their personal life? Because that's Mel Gibson
4: for her. Yeah. Do you want to sort of lead with this one? Because I'm honestly still thinking about it.
0: I know a lot of people don't like listening to Michael Jackson because of the stories. I am a huge Michael Jackson fan for his music. I can, I'm able to separate that. Um, but I know a lot of people who, like even the Simpsons, they they completely removed uh, the Stark Raving Dad episode of the Simpsons, season three, episode one, where it's got Michael Jackson voicing um, the Leon Kompowski character. They completely mm. removed it from history. It's not on Disney Plus. You can't get it anywhere anymore. You can't stream it anywhere. Which I thought was a bit extreme. I thought I think it was sort of just jumping on the, the bandwagon when that Finding Neverland documentary came out. But to to me, I I don't take it to heart as as much as what some people do. I completely understand why some people would. That's that's their choice. They can do that. I completely understand. But for me, I'm able to separate it. And I think Michael Jackson is a big one for me. I've got a lot of friends who don't like listening to his music anymore. And I think that's to me to me it's just it's just silly. But I, still, I can understand it.
4: Yeah, I well, I I feel pretty much exactly the same way. I mean, uh I've been thinking about, you know, the artists and uh and performers that I enjoy, whose work that I really dig and uh who have sort of you know, displayed less than uh less than savory behavior in their in their private life and uh you know, I, I some have done some, you know, terrible stuff and some have been punished for it and some have been you know, some have been officially punished for it and some have been unofficially punished for it, but I don't know, I think I'm able to sort of... Yeah. I don't, I'm never going to go have a drink with these people or, you know, attend a dinner party with these people or anything like that. I mean, so maybe if I did, I'd be kind of like, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, as far as the work that they put out there, I'm, conti- I'm happy to sort of continue consuming it. I mean, and that can pose, pose some problems. Because like, oh, you know, you're funding their lifestyle or whatever. It's like, oh, Yeah, It is a tough one, but no, I don't really have any like that. I mean... It's like I,
0: Tiger I can, Woods. A lot of people don't think you should support Tiger Woods anymore. But he played in the... I think it was the US Open last year. It was live on Fox. I was watching it, and I was right behind him. You know? Yeah. Like, it's just... I think sporting heroes get off the hook a lot easier than what actors do.
4: I think so, yeah. People
0: just love a redemption story, don't you think?
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, you only got to look at, um, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant when he died. I mean... That is true.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: I mean, uh, they were, it, everyone was very very quick to uh you know basically give that man a hero's farewell and uh you know there's some pretty sordid stuff in the man's background i mean,
0: I mean look at Gary, that... look at Gary Ablett the footballer oh yeah yeah i mean uh, that's a that's local reference but he's an afl footballer who is considered possibly the greatest player or one of the greatest players of all time he's like a, he's considered god for a geelong fan geelong cats fan but he was in a was in a i don't know the full details but he was linked to Giving the drugs to a young girl who overdosed—is that correct?
4: Yeah, a young woman uh, who who died. Yeah, not a young Absolutely. girl.
0: She was in her twenties or whatever. But yeah. Anyway, on that sad note, Mister Davis, <laughs> that's about <laughs> this week's episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> next week we're going to be reviewing an episode called "Guess Who's Coming to Criticize Dinner." Now, this is when Homer becomes a food critic oh. for the local newspaper, and it's this is. One of my favorites of season eleven. I really, really enjoy this one. It's it's really solid stuff. That I, I think the guy who runs the newspaper is a takeoff of the guy from Spider Man,
4: <laughs> Jay Jonah Jameson. Yeah, oh, sure. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I haven't watched it for a long time, but um, I just always remember really, really liking this episode. And obviously, being a you know, you're a film critic, but I'm sure there's a lot of gags, critic based gags in here that you'll really appreciate.
4: Absolutely. I'm looking forward to checking this out and looking forward to talking about it with all y'all when we return.
0: Yes, so thank you once again, guys, for listening to our review of Brothers Little Help. But don't forget to send your questions in. We don't have to have patron mailbag. We can have normal mailbag as well. So mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Difficult times at the moment. Um, if you want to support the show, if you really enjoy the show and you want to support us, just become a patron. Just be a $1 patron. Or if you want to get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts, just be $2 plus. And on there, we've also got Talking Seinfeld, Tales of Futurama, as I said, which is co-hosted by Mitch. So Mitch is still around for that one. Uh, Take It Like a Mandalorian, Stranger Things podcast. Plus, we're going to be doing a friend's podcast coming up, my wife and I, Nicola, and so much more. Guy and I are going to be doing so many podcasts now that we're stuck at home forever. Indeed, we'll make it (laughs) worth your while, kids. Yes, we definitely will. (laughs) That was like a Pennywise impersonation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, guys, thank you once again for listening. Do appreciate your ongoing support. You're all champions. Mr. Davis, any final words for the listeners?
4: Uh, not really, so much a word as more just a, a philosophy of life, and it goes something a little like this. Huh? Shh.